I'm Hello. using my phone because it's and, a little stable, and when you turn those on, a giant thing appears across the whole screen. <laughs> there you go. So, hello and welcome to which is now going to be game 35 of Kingdom Divided. Um, as of last game, we started with uh, Siobhan going to go see her parents off and asking if the Kanye issue might be something that her mother was involved in, and her mother passes the buck to um, the elder Malcolm uh, Sr. who died, who was uh, Connor's father, and says that maybe uh, Ori knows something, but that's who she blames it on. When she returns, Sovereign comes by and asks if they'll uh, come with them to a high-class meal, but is very vague about the people who will be in attending. Siobhan goes to talk to Connor about the Kanye issue. Connor says he doesn't really know anything about it, and you need to deal with it after the war, when she will have the power and influence to really pressure that. Laya goes and talks to her father, Rory, about the conflict of the House Guards, um, bringing up the sharp um, issue that she is now a Sarazovich and not a Silverich. On the way to the meal, Siobhan stops by Timothy Weitzner and invites him to this event, of course not knowing what will occur in the event. All the meal, everyone goes to um, this meal held at a place called Aldo, a unique culinary experience. When the party comes, Sarah Zarazovich is also in attendance, but also a new person, Dimas de la Vega and his wife, Juanita. The group gradually realize they are the erstwhile mayors of Celine. Um, the first course comes where an Eston woman um, uh, has a frozen tomato. Um, where they were tomatoes injected with a tomato sorbet. The second course was a saltblood woman coming with roasted oranges and a flying fish from the Kingfisher Isle. Uh, she acknowledges Carrick as Carrick is becoming ingratiated with the Sangor Potty family. You then uh, get a course where a Coven Guard woman comes with a rabbit um, in rosemary. And then the fourth group, the fourth group comes. But before that occurs, the party is told that if they do not have a certain gumption or strength for certain types of unique experiences, it, it's more than fine for them to leave. Um, everyone thinks this is just some kind of propaganda buildup until a Mikado woman is brought in who is part octopus as people realize they are going to be intended to eat her. Many of the party reacts poorly. Uh, Clemente is the only one that who speaks saltblood and understands that this is a religious situation for her. Not everyone eats, but those that do find that they are able to change reality for a small, small period of time as the blessings of the worm flow through them. At the the purpose of the meal, though, was to threaten Dimas de la Vega to abandon Celine or face the wrath of the entirety of the East, as he does not even have support back home, as Sarah is likely to become the Duchess of House Belkine. Timothy Whitestar is amazed by the meal and explains a, the, a vaster concept of faith to Siobhan, basically saying that everything is real, but only bell ringers are a forward-facing religion, while everyone else is hanging on to the past incarnations of it. There's a standoff between Casimir and Sovereign about the Mikado ritual. Sovereign stands his ground, but is pulled away by Laya to not have this problem escalate further. After that occurs, they decide to go check out the roadhouse that they have heard about 
And Siobhan, Caden, Casimir, and Clemente take palanquins to the roadhouse. When they arrive, they see that there's a party going on inside. Clemente sneaks in and then takes a few moments, in a few moments, realize that everyone is wearing masks but him. He tries to fast talk his way but fails. As he makes a run for it, Caden holds the line as the party runs. He is stabbed by multiple people. Realizing this is a Saffron Society uh, group that has killed nobles, while being run over, um, the power of the Shadow Jumper Spear activates and throws him away from the fight, while the whole party makes it into their palaquin and escapes. Um, does anyone have any uh, questions about what happened last game or anything of the sort before we get started? If I remember correctly, I told people about the situation and told them to go attack it. Um, you did. Yes. You told, there was a conversation where you tried to tell oh, the right. Silverage they, guards they yeah. and they said, we can't, but we want, we were happy to tell Paristone guards and they tell Paristone guards, but they physically can't do it. Yes. Right. Right. I remember that now. Yeah. You were uh, quite understandably upset. Uh, I had to calm you down and give them orders to uh, uh, contact their proper authorities. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Casimir didn't understand. It was like, uh, bad guys, uh, I'm a noble. Aren't you supposed to listen to me now? (laughs) The best part was, this was something you didn't like that was not dark. Yes. (laughs) Just bad guys. Creepy. Well, those creepy masks could be dark magic. Could be dark magic. (laughs) You never know. You never know. So, uh, can we have a date escalation? This will take us now to the 28th. We have one more day for until the healing test. And um, uh, Daniel, um, if you can hear us, um, would you be so kind to roll on your prophecy? So I don't think he can, so yeah. Okay. So... You're all back in uh, your residences. You spend your time with your spouses or in the common room. And um, morning begins to break. And uh, does anyone have anything special to do? Or are we happy to kind of gradually join up at a collective breakfast? Breakfast sounds good. I have a note here, first aid. It is on the... Oh, you're fucked. I forgot that. Yeah, so, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm on from taking a wound. <laughs> yes. Uh, does anyone want to first aid him, or are you going to try to do something to to find a person with first aid in, in the castle? Oh, I don't have to yeah, need to find. Yeah, because if we're not going to do it, we need to find someone with four plus, so... Yeah, um... Uh... I'm sure Sovereign would have a good doctor. Okay, so you guys are going to go to Sovereign and say, hey, Sovereign, let's see what Sovereign's test is to find a doctor. Because Sovereign's big, big, big thing is he's a big fan of not getting hit. Um, Not finding doctors. (laughs) Okay, let's see 2D6. Let me see if you can find a good doctor. He found a pretty good doctor for 2D6. Okay. So... Um, let's see. 
Um, it is going to be. Let's go. Okay. Wow. This is probably the best doctor you guys have ever met. Jasmine <laughs> um, is actually... extremely jealous. <laughs> so we're going to see on how uh, this goes. So let's go and. Uh, uh, quick okay. rules question Dino's illness cannot be attempted untrained. Is that correct? Diagnosis cannot be attempted untrained, correct? Okay. Um, theoretically, no specialty can be attempted untrained, but there's a certain leeway of I can throw a stick. I don't need throwing. Right. Right. Um, and generic NPC, where is this? Um, I'm just going to use random dude here, and we're going to give him the medical I just rolled. So he has five. Okay. Yep, you are going to be fully healed by the morning. Nice. Casimir is going to ask this fellow to come on by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if actually that would work. Um, right, so I, 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 met, I, I, I know I'm not trying to. Met, I'm just joking. Yeah. Well, okay, but he is also the first doctor you've seen in a while. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, let me actually give me one second. I'm actually going to make an NPC because you guys are a little fucked up and probably do want to start get an on staff doctor. Yes. So let's let's no actually let's keep that guy around. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like, hey, you know, we don't have really great skills in this one particular thing. Um, yeah, I was. Actually, considering buying up healing. <laughs> okay. No need to do that when we could buy healing with coin. <laughs> yeah. I, I have an excuse, though, because uh, of Caden's mother. Yeah, Caden's uh, mother was a nurse. So. Oh, really? Well, she's the reason Connor's alive, so. Okay, so this guy's name is uh, Carlos Falks. Um, and he's like, well, I... Luckily, I was available right now, but I'm, I'm quite in demand. Um, you, uh, you don't look particularly well, if you ask me. I am not... I took a sword in the side um, six days ago um, and almost died. Uh, and I don't think the doctors did a very good job who originally saw me. How many days of bed rest have you had? I just, uh, Casimir laughs. Uh, bed rest is not a um, possibility 
for a man like me. Ah, you are much more desirous to be in the grave. I feel like if I were to bed rest, more people would be in the grave. They all say. I don't understand what you're saying. It's not like you're on the middle of a battlefield. What what's one day of me uh, not walking around actually going to do? Not constantly stretch the side of your chest and let the wound have a chance to close and dry. I mean, but we are acknowledging the fact that it would mean he doesn't get to play, though, right? Well, I do have another... All you guys have to do, by the way, is either A, he plays Penelope, or B, you just drag him around with palanquins. He just has to not walk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, By the way, like, they directly say, like, every day of bed rest, like, is a day you're not getting a penalty on the roll. Okay, so, I... By the way, you guys don't have to listen to him. No, he's I know. A, I, he's just a doctor with healing five. Right. <laughs> I mean, what do they know? I, I'm uh, going to roll Casimir's own healing to see if he thinks this is a wise move. Okay. It's not a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> it broke but, the six, but only burly. Right. <laughs> Um, here's what the doctor says because like the doctor's like hey if you're not going to listen that's fine but you at least should have greater mitigation things right like like, and he goes and he uh, he breaks one of the chairs and he like is like we at least could splint your chest so you're not turning it (laughs) uh if you think that makes sense, yeah. If you're if you're in a scenario where you're going to be moving around, the one thing you can't move is your chest. You want to move okay. your legs, move your legs. You want to move your hands, move your hands. Do not move your chest. Okay. So he is going to attempt to strap. Uh... Casimir will will allow it. Yeah. You better. He just busted a chair for you. (laughs) (laughs) Busted. So he basically straps in this thing where you're immobilized in rotating your chest. You know, we need to know some really good Pelican people now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a. You may think about hiring them for a while. Yeah. My lord. I, I, I may take it easy for the day. We'll see what's... Uh, we'll see what needs to be done. And um, he's also going to like cut away some of the gangrenous parts of your, of your wound. Oh, God, oh, I got yeah. gangrene already? Well, we know what, what's to be done. The healer told you so. <laughs> Let's be honest. What have you done? You haven't even. You took one bath. 
before you got married. Mm -hmm. The other I, doctors didn't say anything about anything about that sort of care. <laughs> oh, geez. Stay um, safe, Daniel. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the other doctor, I think, rolled a four, by the way. You were lucky yeah. that they didn't, like, be like, oh, let's get the leeches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, if there's looks to be out of character, if there looks to be strenuous activity, I think Penelope may be joining y'all. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> At the very least, Casimir is like, I can hold meetings. I can walk across to the uh, Silver Edge uh, bedrooms. So, besides, Siobhan and Pelopi, I think, could make a very good start, be a start of a very good spy network. Let's also, <laughs> guys, we also could do this. Everyone mm -hmm. can just take care of him for the last day, and we can just push the day up. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we could do that. If you don't mind, I mean. Yeah. Because then you have the doctor and you have all the all the care. Yeah. Sorry, I was watching Jen be like, what is that thing she just pulled out with the weird dangly things? It's a double fan. That's amazing. <laughs> Not one fan. No. One two fan fans. isn't enough. Dos, dos. It's two. Okay. So are all you guys willing to sit around and take care of... Uh, uh, of Casimir on his on, on his moments shifts. of need. Okay, <laughs> so you haven't fought, right? Yeah, no, because that that automatically makes it triple. Oh, you haven't been on a horse. No, you but you've not done any bed rest, and you've not no. done. Uh, yeah, and you've had to, you've hadn't had to do any athletics roles, right? No. I don't no. think so. Yeah, no. I so think you're he, fine he with got that. into a yeah, he got into a verbal fights and he ate crazy food. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't eat the super crazy food. He didn't eat the You food. didn't eat the lady, yeah. <laughs> um so I can you never you never jumped down the the secret passage. You no. never I, I guess I did have to flee from the from the saffrons. Yeah, no, but you kind of did that. With that with, yeah, you, you yeah. kind of skipped a little way from that. That isn't overly yeah. difficult. Yeah, no, okay. So I'm just gonna be they need a minimum then of 16 to fully heal and okay. less than 12 is gonna be uh, is another wound, and less than six is death. Jesus. Right. Okay. And then it's okay. It's just, no, no, this, baby. Okay. Destiny point. <laughs> Destiny point. Anyway. Uh... Oh God. Oh. You're fine. Damn. That was a lot of ones, oh. and you still got twenty. That was a lot of ones, so I got scared. Okay. The thing is, he ha he has three bonus dice, so he lost three oh. of those. Every one of the ones he actually dumped. Okay. You oh, look okay. at the rolls. He rolled three ones. He dumped three ones. Oh yeah, he did. So then it was yeah five five three three. Yeah. Okay. Five. I just, so, saw the, I just saw three ones. I was like, well. Okay. 
so now uh, we this uh, delete delete. Okay, we no longer need your healing note, and we are now. Uh, and let me go to your sheet, and you have healed your wound. There is a a manly scar, but you have yes. uh, you have survived that particular uh, wound. Uh, I wouldn't say no worse for wear, but what no. you've what you've experienced, what you've learned is all uh, uh, knowledge instead of uh, actual damage. Yes. So um, we are on injury zero. There you go. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. And uh, how are you guys going to compensate, Mister Falks? Um. Yeah. I will say, uh, are you, first of all, I'm unfamiliar with your, uh, profession and the proper, uh, compensation. Um, but I'm also curious if you're interested in a long-term position as a medic. How does uh, medical billing work? (laughs) (laughs) He says, I am currently in the retinue of house polanski but um oh, yeah. i Definitely. uh and that is why i i came at uh sovereign's request. right right but um i do not believe that house polanski would miss me if the order is if the offer is particularly noteworthy um i will give you let's say four or five days to come up with what you think would be appropriate, and then we can negotiate. Would it be easier for you just to tell us what's appropriate? Um. Well, when I go to a brothel, and I, I'm not used <laughs> to negotiating services in this way, so forgive me. Are you asking me to give my allegiance and support to House Duran? House Silveridge? House White Star? Oh, no. I, I just wanted you to heal our men. Yeah, but he's asking who are your men? There's yeah. multiple houses in this There's... one room. That's true. So, you, you, uh, so, so right now in this house, Right, people are asking about him leaving him, and he has you order one of the heads of House Duran. There is the heir to House Silveridge, and there is the lady of White um, Whitecliff. <laughs> He's trying to figure out who is asking him for the long term yeah. position. Yeah. Besides, the reason he asks about the four or five days is he's hoping bidding more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way I'll let someone intrigue him to get out a price because that is kind of a classic bargain injury right right yeah I think he must have bargain what's that under again I I, no I think it's actually one of the combat intrigues oh Uh, okay okay. oh yeah bargain I, so I guess the question be, is, yeah, who has more than three dice? I can always be very charming and see if he will tell me. 
So you don't want to bargain him. You just gotta try to charm him. Well, I could uh I could try bargain. Yeah, you're gonna want to try a bargain because yeah. that's what he's basically pulling up. So he's indifferent. Okay. And then roll your okay. uh your bargain. All right. Um, He'd want th uh, three gold from any house except the Silverage. He'll take two. And it's for a year and a day. The reason Silverage is cheaper is because then he would have the rep and on his resume that he worked for a great house. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Everyone else here is a banner. Um, yeah. Him being employed for Silverage works well for me for now. Since um, I will be commanding Silverage troops and not Duran troops uh, for the war, this current war against the Saffrons. But then who's going to throw up the two hundred silver? Yes, yeah. so that's two hundred silver, and either I... that comes from everyone collectively, which I can't tell you, I cannot. I have two hundred silver. What <laughs> you do? <laughs> or you convince Uncle Connor and Uncle Rory that this is a worthwhile investment. Yeah, after they've been buying everybody rings, right? right. Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's also, not fine. I, I, I can fork over to two hundred silver. It's no problem. You also might want to like mention something to Sovereign just because you just sort of poached his awesome healer. Casimir Kaz sort of uh, pats. Uh, um, um, Lias, I, I didn't. Uh, quick says, That sounds like a perfect job for you to do. It's not his doctor. It's the Polanskis. Yeah. No, but, but you know, they're well, they're in his network, though. Kind yeah. of like us. He's still also a question is, what if Sovereign yeah. says, "I'll outbid it"? Yeah, yeah that's the other part, right? <laughs> so you kind of need to tell Sovereign, "Don't bid." <laughs> right. We'll ask him. Sovereign yeah, we'll automatically see. pays like half price because of the wealth merit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just have one gold to my name right now, so I cannot. You could contribute a quarter. That's true. You're like, oh, damn. My my one gold. I like keeping it one gold. I didn't have to carry two. <laughs> So it much easier than hang around and hang out my gold piece. Today. I don't have any other plans. Just sit there and hang out my gold piece. <laughs> you know, if there's two gold pieces in a room, they might stab each other. One gold piece is safe. So, so do you all think that this is worth? I think it's worth it. We're going into war. I mean, we need someone. It's fine. To pay. So, yeah, um, like, I'll, so you, okay. you guys can keep your money. I have. I have silver left over after 200. It's fine. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, Somebody yeah, I haven't paid for anything. and So I haven't <laughs> been paying for anything until recently. I've just been collecting the silver. Plus so the winning, the small amounts of winnings I've gotten. Yeah, I didn't have to buy any rings. <laughs> That's true. I all have right. all the money. <laughs> Make it uh, rain. For to, now. Answer, yeah. to answer Kenny's question outside of the context of my own... <laughs> Character's personal investment, yes. Built having a dedicated healer in your retinue is 
good times, especially since uh, we like to throw ourselves headfirst into danger and then ask what's going on. So, I mean, it's yeah. not exactly a terrible thing to have on hand. Um, I am a little concerned what Sovereign is going to say. I don't know if I'm playing him at this point or Patrick is still playing him at this point or if we can collaborate on that because I kind of feel like after you got in his face the other day and now you just stole one of his best healers like, bruh, now it's on. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't think there's any world in which Casimir and Sovereign could get along. What? BFFs all the way. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's a very religious and devout believer in the Bellringer. <laughs> they're they're both just men of the faith. They are. It's the problem. Yeah, you know, Chris and me looking at this picture. Um, I know we didn't set up this way, but if you look at uh, Caden's picture of him in the armor, that is so totally a pell armor to wear. Is that uh, Carlos, oh, yeah. by the way? Yeah. I'm sorry. Was that? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, That's I was right. answering Patrick's thing. So it, uh, I didn't see that it was a thing to it. But yes. I like, I like the deer in the background. <laughs> the reason he's good is he was a vet first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I would actually have to say that in all likelihood he would have to come to he would have to come to some agreement with Sovereign to begin to grow a relationship before Sovereign's going to be totally cool with it, especially because the guy's always going to be around. Yeah. Right. So, it would definitely be Casimir would have to have some conversation with Sovereign. Yeah. Uh, I. Um, you know what? All the more reason to let me do it. <laughs> well, no. I, I, I think that if, if Laya approached Casimir and said, you have to talk with Sovereign, I think Casimir would do it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, okay, Kanan so... can certainly pay for it, but uh, uh, Casimir, you're the instigating force here. Yeah. And I'm the captain of the army that he'll be working under. No, no, he he he's he has a rank. He's captain of a whole other set of forces. Are you talking about the doctor or are you talking about Sovereign? Like, Sovereign? Oh, yeah. The thing is, Sovereign's losing his doctor for his army. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Sovereign and Casimir, I understand, are the same. Under Both under captains of the greater generals. Yes, but different captains. He's yes, working at, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're basically having a Coven Guard person leave the Coven Guard um, yeah. kind of support right now. Yep. But you're definitely feeling like a million dollars. Maybe it'll give you a shinier attitude to give to Sovereign. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, when Casimir Yo. comes to breakfast this morning, he's like whistling. I have, <laughs> I have an idea. So I don't know how many support units the other armies are buying. I know we have at least two. As part of letting that doctor work for us, we could agree to allow them use of our um, healers as well. That could be part of the negotiation. Yeah, it you have you have sovereign a little bit over a barrel because he's not going to want the 
relative of his new wife to be dying of of a plague or a disease. Yeah. So, but you did get you did get into his face. Yeah. How difficult would it be for us to solicit a doctor of the same quality in the area that we're in right now? So it's not from House Polanski. So it it's a random roll, and if you find them, and then when you find them, I did a roll on how skilled they were. Okay. So uh, you you would try to do that again, and sadly, the next person who can help you is Clemente. Right. Because Clemente could go and be like, "Hey, is there any?" underground doctors who are underneath the radar. Yeah. Well, um, I guess if we're at breakfast and the topic is broached, Casimir would say um, uh, I'd be willing to speak with Sovereign and inform him so he's not blindsided by this. I think that that would be the best, yes. We are all allies and friends and family here. And he gives a big, like, obviously, like, somewhat sarcastic smile, uh, because you he, he knows that you can see through his it's bullshit. Of, you know, sincerity, yeah. <laughs> let's not uh, let's not go too overboard on that, shall we? Why don't we just keep it as something that's. Best for the troops, business. You were yes. appreciative of his, the doctor's services to you and would like to extend a more formal invitation on those yeah. grounds. Maybe not do the whole because we're family thing because that kind of cuts both ways. True. Hello, hello ma'am. Hello. <laughs> so, um, it is, let's say... You guys started breakfast at about 8.30. Um, uh, you did have this extra day, and uh, uh, I'll say the day that you were it, you were bedridden, Sovereign came by for the breakfast because he didn't want to not see any of the people. Right. But uh, today, Sovereign is not going to come to the breakfast unless directly asked he's going to be doing his own type of things. Yes. So, Laya, are you going to ask him to come to the breakfast? I know that it seems weird that I'm hesitating, but I don't necessarily think... Maybe Casimir should go to him on his own, so it's not... He doesn't feel like he has to be cornered and ambushed by, like, do what we want, because we're all here around the table looking at you. I think that's a smart move. Yeah. So, I would mention to Casimir, like, why yeah. don't you go talk to him? He's probably doing X, Y, and Z. I've got to go do A, B, and C, but I can accompany you if you would like. Um, I do have a question for Patrick as a GM, yes. though. Mm-hmm. If we're at the end of the month, are we going to do XP spends at the end of this game? Um, you can do XP spends if you like. I was going to do the uh, fortune rolls <laughs> when the armies marched. Okay. I- I'm more than happy to wait then. I just was like, that was the... We we had put that yeah. up as a flag in the sand, so to speak, and I'm right. like, oh wait, we're there. I don't want to. And also, that. what I will what I also do midweek is I'll grab all the um, uh, glory and renown scenarios. So if people want to say that they did something particularly glorious since the last um, in game month, you can note those, and that will add to uh, 
the house's reputation, but it also means now you guys have to start splitting your house's glory between all the other ones you want to invest. Right. That makes sense. Um, so why don't, why don't you ask Salvin, um, since the morning, if like he has time for lunch later on. So you and him can speak, Kesher. All right. Um, also, also, I'm slightly surprised we haven't talked to any peacekeepers or um, <laughs> about our findings out in the wood yet. Well, you told <laughs> you told the local the local constabulary. So. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the response from Sovereign by letter is that he'd be happy to have uh, lunch with you by the river, and he gives a location. Uh, how Casimir sort of uh, after having their letter <laughs> uh, says, "How delightful! It was like a wonderful picnic lunch." Um, and. Uh, does anyone want to do anything before he goes off to his lunch? No. I may go check in with the White Stars just to see how things are going. How what Timothy has to say since that crazy lunch. Uh <laughs> and <laughs> Or he was used as a vaguely political pawn and didn't realize it, you mean? <laughs> um, probably expects that to some extent. <laughs> so, you go to the White Star area and um, before you are let into Timothy, uh, White Star attendants ask, would you be so kind as to come into this side room for a moment? Of course. And uh, they take you into the side room and you they uh with little interruption begin to start measuring you. <laughs> okay, Shimon's gonna stand stock still because um I guess this is happening. <laughs> um and they basically imply that they want to make sure that there is clothing appropriate for you waiting already when you uh, return to Bridgevale um, instead of the traveling clothes you have in Silverbridge. Oh. Um, well, that's lovely. Um, I will have to tell his grace I'm most appreciative. It is uh, the least House White Star can do for um, its newest lady. Thank you. Um, if there is anything that I should be aware of, um, or you feel I should be aware of, please let me know. Um, it is not our place to inject opinion or. Uh, choice upon you. We are merely just wanting to make sure that your experience and in transition into Bridgevale is as pleasant as possible. Um, you may be advised it is noticeably closer, clo colder than Windbreak. Duly noted. Um, 
it is there's a pro approximately three months of continuous uh, snow on the ground. Hmm. Well, that will be a, definitely a change from uh, from what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, Basically, just you're to, moving from Patrick's to my place. No, no, no. So the actual kind of vagary difference is it's like you're moving from Milan, which is still not ludicrously warm, to Zurich, which is pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about it, that's only about 102, like 230 miles. It's like it's just right over the hill. Yeah, but Zurich's up in the mountains, and Milan's yeah. at the bottom of the mountains. Right. So that's basically the climate difference between north of the Second River and you guys being on a warm coast of uh... yeah. So Whitester does have a lot of snow, by the way. Basically, Silver Oak and North are probably much much closer to where like. Loris. Like, Pause. I would say Silver Oak is probably, I think St. Paul is a great example where they're looking at probably five months of snow on the ground. Yeah. Oof. The land of always winter. Yeah. yeah. Blue tape. Blue tape. Um. Yeah, you were using your fan. It did snow a little bit it this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like, well, it, it's not sticking, and it's finally melting, but it definitely yeah. is like, it. Did, this has been a really long, hard winter. This is the second hardest since I've moved here. Wow. Well, it's like, it was like 70 degrees today. Yeah, like, what is it right now? Does my thing on this side tell me? Oh, it's on this side. <laughs> Okay, it's 20 degrees right now. That's not That's too not bad. Not considering. Too bad. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. That's what it was when I was in London and I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely this would not go out without a coat kind of situation. Well, well, uh, uh, one week while I was in Mongolia, it was regularly negative four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that was that cold. That was a that's an amazing movie. statement, too, by the way. One time when I was in Mongolia, that's just like <laughs> lead with that. <laughs> anyway, so, sorry. No, no, no. no. Um, no so, that was... now, you know, as we said, lead with that. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was great. So uh, eventually, uh, Siobhan is let into Timothy's rooms. Uh, Timothy is going over like three books at the same time as he's flipping through them um as uh, uh you were let in he stands up and he's like oh lady silverich it is a pleasure to see you i'm i heard that your uh cousin is doing well uh, it's a pleasure to see you as well my lord um yes my uh my cousin casimir is Managed to fully recover from uh, the wounds he suffered in his trial and um, and is all the better for it. And I'm sure that Lady Durand is quite happy as well. One last thing for her to worry about. It is uh, 
particularly good that it was not a lingering wound. There are many people I know who may have succeeded in the duel, but still die six months later. Yes, well, Casimir uh, was able to find, to receive very good uh, medical assistance, and he is, he is on the mend. Um, is there anything in particular that uh, I could do for you? I my my day is it does have some events, but I can move anything if you are available. Well, I merely came to uh, give you my greetings and to check on you since last we spoke and we had uh, lunch together and to see how how you have fared since then and your opinions of it and basically just to I don't know my lord get to know you better I um I don't want this to seem inappropriate but I'm I'm very happy that you have such cosmopolitan friends and such unique experiences um you must admit most people that have been brought up to be an appropriate match for me are remarkably conservative. Uh, well, my uh, family are, as you well know from Windbreak, which as a port city is perhaps a little bit more cosmopolitan. And um, in particular, my Cousins have had uh, have either made interesting matches or have had interesting adventures. So, unlike me, they uh, who stayed primarily in Windbreak, they have they lead a little bit more exciting lives. Um, I did have a meeting with Endelusius recently. Um, he did his utmost to patronize and insult me without saying anything that could be openly seen as aggressive. Is he patronizing and insulting because of the Saffrons or because of his rival being under your employ? Primarily the Saffrons. I think he feels that the head of the tested in White Star is a neutralized political force against him. And why does he hold a grudge against you for the Saffrons? Does he blame you for it? He sees that the concentration of the Saffrons in White Star being a product of different political decisions I have made in White Star. I see. I have added much more wealth and power to lesser houses and common folk than almost any other domain. And thus it has created places that have made hidden enclaves that would support Saffron society individuals. <clears throat> it 
So Lord Andalusis does not approve of progressive change. I wouldn't go that far. He merely says, we hope you understand the gratitude that the Empire expects out of you by cleansing the problems of your internal political choices. Mm. As I am still learning the the political uh, landscape, my lord, what did what do you think caused the rise of the saffrons in White Star? I don't think the saffrons were rose in White Star. I think they found sucker here where they did not in other places. I think it's a very important differential. Of course. I feel that there were probably the least number of saffron society individuals that started in White Star. Because the poverty is less extreme than I would construe it in other places. But the fact that there is power into a middle class in White Star allows them to be defended as they are routed out by the harsh justice of other places, such as in Estrich. Mm. Not at all to create insult to your your uncle. I don't take insults on Uncle Connor's behalf. I believe that Estridge is, of course, a city that's a home of pirates. They take a pirate's view on law and order, particularly because that's the way that justice is done on the sea. And I don't think that they've ever moved away from that. If I can speak freely. Of course. I feel that easily Saffron Society growth was triple in Silveridge than it was in White Star. But Silveridge has chosen to doggedly hunt down those that did not conform, risk them with dismemberment, or be run down by horses by your own family. The constant level of violence to the pauper level of society have pushed, I would say, a third of a third, if not a half, of all Saffron Society banditry to White Star. Yeah. We are a spread domain, while Silveridge can nearly become a martial law state. Yeah. This is true. I believe Pearstone also has just as much to blame as Pearstone's mercenaries allow armed encampments of non-nobles to travel through it without any ability to register or regulate.
you put those two pieces together and I I truly feel it is the salt that makes water untenable. It mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, my lord. Obviously now the situation has reached a point where there are armies ready to march and re- and eliminate them from your domains. If you had your choice, would what would you have done to stop the situation from getting to this point? If I knew of the rise of the Saffrons, I would have not supported the quality of life increases in the truly poor, and I would have used that wealth to create more police forces inside of White Star itself. But that is an aspect of prophecy only for the greatest bell ringer mystics to be able to understand what would have become. Of course. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the situation at hand. Because the armies are going to come in and they're going to kill and slaughter saffrons and then they're going to go away again so then what i feel when the saffrons are broken they will flee many of them to their original homelands as they will find white star untenable and it will raise a certain percentage of saffrons in every one of the domains that hopefully can be stopped by their own Policing forces. That's the goal of this great crusade. True elimination, I think, is only for the naive or the truly delusional. I suppose there always is going to be Someone disgruntled and unhappy at the way at the status quo, especially when they're at the bottom of it. And with assistance that they gain from other sides. I have evidence that certain noble houses have aided financially in the support of the Saffrons. I won't say that I suspect it as much, but I am not surprised to hear that. Just given the way that the situation has arisen, given the, the, the tenuous position this puts your domain in, It doesn't particularly shock me that this has perhaps been orchestrated to a certain extent.
I don't necessarily feel every single piece of knowing that they would come to White Star, that they would do as they've done, was particularly orchestrated. But the idea of their integrating themselves in becoming a problem in amongst itself, I think there are certain people that feel that this chaos they can find advantage to and have supported. Yes. It also doesn't hurt that you have a domain that has been trained to do things differently, and you've been working very diligently to benefit and grow your domain in a way that's not just simply about raising an army and having them on standby to ransack and pillage. Correct. From what you are sounding, do you feel that it is Coven Guard then? The people have the most to gain from the old status quo? I can't be certain, my lord, but the fact that you're merely just days away, or a day, a few days ride away from the river's domains, it's it'd be all too convenient for somebody who wishes to profit off of it to put a whisper in the ear of the Imperial family and have General Sherman and his armies marching through here to take your domains on some trumped up preconceived notion of, of what is going on here. I mean, that could happen just now. The Saffrons are as good an excuse as any to start creating disquiet and distrust in the rule of White Star. And if you create enough doubt about your the rule here and the ability to control this domain and defend it, then there are going to be those who will look the other way when someone plays that geography to their advantage. It is why I believe Covengard over rivers. I don't think Andalusius would unleash a tiger so close to his own home. Yeah. I feel Covengard. Titus is the type of person who would feel no problem having the tsunami land on the other side of the country. And while they are weakened, he'd take advantage of both. My cousin is of the belief that Coming Guard might even march through the river's territories. Seems to be pretty set on that. I'm not certain where his information comes from, but he seems to be particularly concerned, especially since he's now married into a lady in a house that's pretty much on that path from one spot to the other. If the river's empire was to fall, I would have no doubt the Coven Guards would be marching within 30 days. But luckily there's not merely an heir, but a spare. Yes. And... and there's some security in that as 
long as the emperor lives, long may he live. But if he does not live long, then he will have two children who will be his heirs. Two very sweet young boys, I might add, but still two children who will be held at the back and call of their mother and whoever else wishes to stand in as their regent. Could would the river's empire be able to withstand Covent Garden a regency? It is not something I would wish to bet. Endelusius versus Titus. I would not wish to bet your domains against that. From the original treaty that was signed in the library. It would almost seem that Connor already has a plan for such aggressions. My uncle is a man who sees many port port portents out there. And likes to have plans for every possible contingency. Do you know of his association with the Lords of Icehaven? I know of it, yes. He studied there as a boy. Many people study in the halls of Icehaven. Very few marry their sister to them. He and Uncle Stephen were good friends. Did you study at the halls of Icehaven, my lord? I did, but I was... I was not part of Connor's social group. What do you think of my uncle's social group, in particular my uncle Stephen? Stephen was a good man. I'm not going to say a negative word about him. I feel he gave... I think he wanted to be someone like Connor, and thus he gave his loyalty and his friendship very strongly and very deeply in the envious desire that he might be more like Connor. An interesting observation. I can't say I know Uncle Stephen well enough to have my own opinion of him, so I value your outsider perspective. And becoming Connor's brother-in-law was the final step. One would think bringing him back from 
near death would be enough to break the aspect of the envy he had. Mm. Now, I spent more of my time with Titus and um, House Montemir's current lord. Is this why you are so certain of Titus Covengard's intentions? Titus knew from a very early time that he would have the greatest strength of the country that would not be limited by the appropriateness of an imperial seal. And I have no doubt that in our lifetimes, he will make a move. Mm. It might be something as small as the conquering of Grazi. It might be something as big as the imperial seat for himself. I will say that my uncle has spoken of possibilities importance and that certainly his own maneuvers in the east in part are due to his efforts to ensure that whatever happens this part of the continent is going to be protected Let us hope for peace in our time. Mm-hmm. I will say, my lord, I would love nothing more than to have peace and security and the knowledge that everything will be all right in the days to come. But the more I'm out in it, the more that I realize that there is no such thing and we have to ensure that we are able to protect ourselves. Perhaps that makes me a Silver Ridge after all. Perhaps. So, uh, you're going to spend your bit of time with him. I, I loved, I, I slipped in my little Never Chamberlain there. I, I, I really <laughs> appreciated that. Yes. <laughs> um, so, let us now go back to Casimir in his lunch with uh, Sovereign Zarazovich by the river. Okay, hey, while you two okay. are having that, I'm going to step away for a second. Be right back. So, Billy is skipping your step. I would ask if uh, Laya wants to come. Laya, do you want to come? Sure. Sure. Do you want to bring your wife, too? You want to bring Penelope? Oh, yeah. it's, just a, it's a double date bed now. There's nothing wrong going on. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, double date it up. Okay. <laughs> so, you uh, are walking on the river looking for where he has set up the uh, um, the lunch. You eventually find some Zarazovich guards, and he says that he is on 
this little inlet around the corner. Um, as you go, uh, there are a few folding chairs and a few tables, and there are uh, a few uh, fishing rods. Well, I will go in and give him a kiss upon the cheek as one affectionately would. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, Daniel. Um, you, uh, find that he has laid out, uh, some, uh, fish and he has, uh, set up some stuff to cook. Um, just to remind everyone, by the way, just as a silly note, you sushi could not have existed until we had refrigeration. Right, because it would have go, it would go bad. Well, it, it still has poisonous stuff in it until you actually kill it by freezing it. Oh. See, this is why I don't like sushi. It's trying to poison me. Yes. Um, basically, there's parasites in all fish yeah. that are raw and are either killed by cooking or by freezing. But yes, so I don't yeah. like it because it's mostly bland and overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it because it tastes like boogers, but that's me. <laughs> so um, <sighs> there is a a salmon, a river salmon, uh, currently being cooked over uh, a stick as a. Uh, uh, Sovereign gives you a kiss back, and he's like, it's a pleasure to see all of you. I hope I've caught enough. Um, I would have brought something to bolster it, because like, he probably didn't expect all of us, so I probably would bring extra wine and cheeses and okay. things you like a little that. Basket to... with you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the... um, I have... Uh... And that bread stolen from the Makedas? Was it <laughs> 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 Uh, I have um, seen and enjoyed dinners with far less food, uh, so I appreciate the amount that I assure that this is more. I um, my father taught me to fish on the Grand Canal, and uh, during moments of change, it's something I've always tried to go back to. That sounds a. Casimir sort of pauses and then says, I must admit, I am uh, envious of you um, having never known my father until a week ago and uh, certainly never been learned to fish uh, from him. I'm envious of you, Sir Durand, oh, Sir Baron Durand, as your father still lives. I. Uh, that is fair. Um, <laughs> Connor, while he may have been absent, is available now. And while I do miss Boris and his wisdom as my father, um, he died. Quite slowly and roughly. That is, uh, 
always difficult, um, as I understand it, and uh, my condolences. There's a particular genetic illness amongst House Sarazovich where a lung malady occurs in many of us, where sometimes it only lasts for a little bit of time, and other times it can take a man's life. I hope that that is the case. Not the, that that arrow misses both you and your children. As well as your delightful uh, sister. I'm going to do my best to, like, help Casimir. I'm going to pour everyone some wine. I'm going to make a little plate for Sovereign. Like, I'm not totally softening everything up but i am a little bit i'm like hey look at look at how civilized we are totally not piratey backstabbers who steal stuff from each other casimir's table manners have not improved since his well luckily it helps that you're like at a picnic at a river you don't need very great table manners for picnic at river yes um there is though like kind of it does acknowledge to you the kind of derriger moment where he's like yeah my family all gets like mystical tuberculosis you want to take our doctor (laughs) (laughs) someone drop no Uh, someone joined it was daniel yeah daniel came back oh okay okay welcome back i'm glad you're safe yeah You are still on mute, though, unless you're still talking to someone, in which case I'm talking to myself. <laughs> That's highly possible. Talking with myself. So, um, you, uh, he says, you also, though, must have had father figures in the Crusades. I imagine the brotherhood bond that occurs of so many soldiers there. Um, must have been very powerful. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, it, it was strange, um, but um, the Captain Louis de Fleur uh, became a late in life father figure to me. Um, he was a. Uh, now you should be man. able to hear me. We can hear yes. you. Yes, you can, but I can't hear anything. Oh, really? That's bad. That's bad. Bad news, bears. Bad news. So this Mr. This Captain Lafleur, at least you were not entirely alone. True, true. And there were plenty of interesting uh, men who... uh, um, patronized my uh, mother over uh, that I got to know some of the regulars. Um, he sort of laughed. Um, I, I, I don't mean to paint my childhood as some sort of tragedy. 
um, I consider myself quite lucky, um, as well as uh, being skilled enough to improve my life. Penelope's like, go on. It it is just a strange situation having always had no man who I thought of as a father and now interacting with one. But that's not why uh, we're here. Uh, I'm sure we've all uh, talked enough about Connor um, over the past few days. Well, I don't I imagine... know if Connor would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you're here for us to mend fences on the nature more, more. of our philosophical opinions. Yes. Um, uh, Casimir sort of looks at Penelope, who, um, yeah, and, and says, uh, I did not, I lost my temper. Uh, at the over the uh, issue with the dinner Um, I hope you can understand that as someone who fought the Mikado who faced and their magicians and their reality magics um as well as someone who uh, had to deal with those who thought it would be sport and humorous and acceptable to eat the non the half human Mikado that this was a complicated situation. It was. And I'm very sorry that I did not respect the intricacies of it. The... Although I suppose I should have listened to the waiter who said, who did warn me. Um, perhaps he should have been more uh, specific in his. Almost everything I've ever done in my life that one could consider a capital offense, I've always done at the benefit of others. And I would say that. One of my faults is when I am thinking or trying to aid another, I rarely think about what the reputation or the experience will look like to others. Yes. That that I I've I looking back on it, I see that this was done uh to aid my cousin, for which I very grateful uh, for um, and yes, I, I, I see that your um, intentions Casimir sort of pauses and laughs and it's like I'm not sure if they were good uh, but or what, what one an average man would consider to be good but they were uh in the best interest of our loved ones, which to me is the greatest. Yeah. 
thought it was really kind of sweet. <laughs> I I would feel that it would also, and I will only ask it upon you once. Do you have any desire to learn the deeper understandings of the faith of the bell ringer to see both sides of both the, the ring and the silence? If if you are very happy in how you feel, I'm I will respect that. I am not here to place my opinions or relief upon us, but with your passion and with my knowledge, I feel that we only can bring more glory to the book. Casimir sort of pauses and like swallows and takes a sip of water, uh, not water, hell no, wine. And <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, says, um, I do not think I am equipped to do so. Um, I think. Say no more then. I am not here to at all impress anything upon you. I merely wanted to respect you with the choice. I appreciate that. Um, I was raised in a way that I believe many are, well, I was raised with beliefs that I believe many are raised in, and they were and in the Crusades I have seen things that I feel are not that I'm unable to question. I appreciate and respect such faith in the bell ringer and wish more of the population had. Uh, uh, Casimir sort of uh, uh, raises his glass and says, uh, I'll, um, if, if too many uh, uh, did, perhaps too many would join the priesthood and the crusades and leave uh, little uh, people left to do the busy work of farming and have well I will drink to that but let us hope that the bell ringer's sound is not only for the intellectual or the crusader but that it rings in the hearts and the beat of every man indeed um, thank you for your uh, and Casimir cheers and, and you know and then it's like oh right the business at hand <laughs> uh, uh, now we're getting uh, along so yay <laughs> <laughs> time to test that even more <laughs> um, and, and he says uh, uh, um, thank you for the recommendation of uh, Carlos Dr. Carlos um he uh, served both my brother and I uh, quite well. Uh, I 
I have seen men die from worse wounds than what I took. Um, and I can appreciate such talent, which is why I am going to hire him for the uh, to serve um, with the forces that I command in the um, Crusades. I understand that this is a uh, they put your men in a poor position um, but I hope that a man with your uh, contacts and talents will be able to find medic uh, to replace him. He looks at Lya and says in Eston, he actually isn't asking me, is he? <laughs> She's like totally in her cup. She's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a, a nope in, in Eston. Yep. You feel like negatory. <laughs> Negative. Negative captain. <laughs> <laughs> well. I understand if you are going to be able to afford the great wealth uh, that the bidding war will begin when he is listed as no longer being part of House Polanski. Um, I know that many people in hearing that are likely to double or even triple what even Connor's resources could pay. He spoke of service for a year and a day. I do not think that this crusades will last that long. Perhaps a uh, timeshare arrangement can be made. <laughs> this is going so well. Timeshare. <laughs> I understand after your duel and after the recent event at the roadhouse, the fear of lacking proper medical attention is strong currently in the child of Amir Ramirez. I have no problem for you taking his employment until the end of the Saffron War. But as he is particularly skilled in chronic diseases. I uh, would feel that it is problematic for you to take him beyond the war. That is um, very fair. Um, I have no desire to rid uh, or uh, steal him for a long term. Uh, it is, but as you say, um, I am extremely grateful and impressed with him after he might very well have saved my life. But, uh... Exactly. So let us say this, that um, I'm happy to, for the sake of house solidarity, to convince my patron 
um, of House Polanski to assign him to a silver entourage to, to care for the ill during the length of the war. That would be excellent. You'd see it as the least of my possible wedding gifts to you and your beautiful wife. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, well, that puts pressure on me to figure out a wedding gift uh, for you two. That that would be uh, <laughs> half as uh, valuable. Of course, and and uh, the sovereign says in in Eston, like I think that was incredibly polite of me, not just hiring that man to kill him. <laughs> yep. You're like positive information. <laughs> well, thank you very much for this. It's been a very pleasant time. Please enjoy the fish. Um, and uh, he's gonna be double dog supportive. Yeah. This is this is what marriage is all about, Sovereign. It's about learning how to be diplomatic and compromise <laughs> and deal, deal with your easy family. Wacky and loss. I will say in-laws. though that I I would like to have a scene with Sovereign real quick after mm-hmm. like lunch, like if if but with just Sovereign. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So Penelope and him uh, leave after a moment, and. Uh, and I will Penelope and be like, what, was that okay? Did I do okay? <laughs> and Penelope's first thing's like, after the war, you need to learn some Eston. <laughs> Seven hills, yes. Uh, it would also be nice <laughs> if I learned how to read, but um, I suppose one thing at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> no, I will in fact acknowledge that that was uh, incredibly kind of you, and my family has made several demands of you in the last seventy-two hours. That uh, I am, I am both impressed and humbled by your ability to follow through with. Let us merely hope that uh, my resources are not taxed and expended by Amir Ramirez's continually expanding brood. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I I would love to say that this is the end of the line, but I I have no idea at this point. They just seem to come out of the woodwork, come out of the jungles, come out of the ships. They're just. If you meet Let's... a man with a C name, beware. <laughs> Let's be honest. I uh, I feel if he had one fighting the Mikado, there may be one on all the ancient great continents in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's like, oh, I did forget that woman that uh, uh, in the middle of my pirate journeys. And... <laughs> <laughs> my my uncle is quite prolific, and if only we could all be so lucky in that case. Um, but I I wanted to take a moment and ask how you were, and if there was anything that I could do for you, since you have done so much for me. And she's heavily implying the whole like threaten people on my behalf. That was so nice of you. I have a meeting I don't want to take. And I feel anyone who goes may be seen as criminals of the state. 
who are you meeting with? So a Tuesday. Yeah, so a day with a ending in Y. All right, cool. I've been asked to meet with Samson Creek. Wow. What? On what premise? On if there is going to be a possible aftermath of what will happen to the Saffrons. Oh. He's asking for a... With a K? Sorry. Yeah. He's asking, as I am a general of one of the armies, if I will allow non-combatants to leave. And I don't want to necessarily take the meeting, as Andalusius may feel that I'm a traitor. But I want to take the meeting because I feel it's the honorable thing to do as a person. Yes. So that's what's on my plate. And it could just be a trap. Well. Prime ministers come and go. Wars have a tendency to linger in the mines for quite some time uh, and affect landscapes. So I uh, applaud your even willingness to entertain meeting with Krieg to discuss an after the war, because I, I don't know, it speaks to a certain amount that he understands that this is not something he's going to win. Um, oh, well, I think he feels that the Saffrons will be scattered, but unbroken. Wow. In all fairness, the ones that he I could attempt to hold them, have the meeting for you. If it is a trap, I don't think I'd ever be able to live with myself. Well, so, how am I then to send you away? I at least will have shadow guards that have a chance to get me out if something's a problem. <laughs> When are you meeting? Yes, for it at um, midnight tomorrow, as the troops are on the march. I would like to attend as one of the guards. I'm not going to bar you. I think if that's the case, you also should probably bring your cousin. Which one? I have so many. Duchess <laughs> uh, White Star. I hate Okay. <laughs> because I think Samson would if he it's going to be a different type of fight, I think, if they if the people know that non-combatants will not be punished after the war who are currently residents of Western. Mm. I can say that they won't be run down by my troops. It's a different thing if she can say something like that. 
no, I appreciate that. It's a it's a promise made in a voice that can be listened to. Um, I will I will bring it up to her. I make no promises because I I obviously do not speak for her, but I think she might see the wisdom of the in the same vein that you do. She she faces her own unique challenges with going to White Star since that is where they are. And I think being able to stand on her own two feet to create an inroad even as small as this might be something that appeals to her. I would invite many more members of your family if I did not feel it would not disrupt their sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it could a be a particularly short war then in that case. <laughs> to chop off the serpent's head, if you will. It is the problem that I am dealing with. Um... Your problems are my problems. It obviously Samson Creek being one of the most hunted and investigated investigated mm -hmm. people of the country. It is very difficult to tell if it is actually that he is there or it is a trap. So I appreciate that. I not entering this with any guarantees, but I don't even have a letter to prove Samson Creek's hand. then we will take every this, measure to be careful. Maybe as a married man, I should just give the letter to Endolusius and say, you guys should deal with this. I am no longer a, a young and fancy free individual. No, but I know that you are a man who likes to see things done in a certain way, and to hand something this important off might uh, generate an outcome that you're not satisfied with. Sure. We'll take every precaution, which is why I'd like to be there. I know that it endangers both of us then, but I would not be able to live with myself if something were to happen to you and I wasn't there. How about we then... We curve the situation. You come and you allow the rest of your retinue to be within ear sh within the shot of us being able to call for aid. If it is a trap, we can then go that we say that we were merely investigating to try to get military secrets off of some individual, which is not an untrue statement. And if it is not a trap, we will return with what we have and you merely say that you, we were pleasantly escorted by your family guards. I think that uh, quite neatly cuts the situation in half. Please yes. Okay. Well, as always, a pleasure to see you. Um, so much to be done in so few days. It's um, true. I. Uh, Tonight, I'm supposed to have a dinner with um, Mercy Talmart, where she is probably going to be uh, 
positively glowing about my choice in spouse and how this needs to make sure that I follow and support Eston opinions from now on. Um, Would you like me to attend with you? And that can happen off camera. It's whatever you're available to, you always can come. If there's a, if there's a state dinner instead of these dark hallway backroom deals, you will be the first I invite. But I rarely wish you to be bored by the concept of people attempting to ask me questions I'm not going to answer for two and a half hours. But it is entertaining to watch you not answer. <laughs> I I will await a more formal invitation than to the next dinner you're invited to. Of course. And I hope that your family's illnesses do not necessitate the doctor of such a skill. No, I think running headlong into every sword they find hopefully will teach them some lesson and then this war and then we can all kind of go back to what we were before. Are you going to encourage Penelope Durand to be on the battlefield with you? Um, I'm not entirely sure of her prowess outside of stabbing unsuspecting men. Um, the rumor is she is a skilled archer for the North. In that case, I would not, uh, I would welcome her at my side. I think that this is a battle we all should fight for. This is uh, all of our land, after all. I don't know. I, I did not know this fact about her, so I will bring it up at some point and uh, gauge her opinion on it. Why do you ask? I think it'd be something good for to make her feel part of a family. I don't She's disagree. Who just lost her father, and ever since her father died, has been in a war, a civil war amongst her own family. True. And from every third statement out of Baron Duran's mouth, he has no understanding of what a family is. He is learning. He only came into one days ago. (laughs) Truly. Um, But you counsel wisely, and I will take all of that into consideration when next time have the pleasure of her company. Okay. And uh, he gives you a farewell kiss. And he has his own retinue cleanup after all the rest of the stuff. Sounds good. Nice to be rich. <laughs> Don't have to pick up your own picnic mess. Good to be the king. Yes. Good to be the king. Good to be the uh, Daniel, is there something you would <laughs> like to do since you are back? Or I imagine that you are also possibly not mentally in the place after the scenario you just were involved in. <laughs> Um, yeah, it might be a little off. Um, well, what I would love to do is roll the prophecy die. From oh, yeah. You hey. actually get two. We actually pushed an entire day while everyone sat around making sure that Casimir didn't die. I am yes. hell-bent on whatever, whether I get the prophecy roll or not. Or if I had a dream and I didn't get the prophecy roll, I'm going to follow that dream. Okay. <laughs> You do get two rolls, though. One's a three. 
and one's a four. So I'm going to add them together. You got seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he slept for a, like a full 36 hours. Yes. Man, you only you could get a seven on a six-sided die. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Proof um, of his magics. So <laughs> you... Because uh, you weren't at the dinner, right? Um, you... You you feel yourself that you're sinking into your bed and you think that you've woken up and then you realize that the room isn't there except you in the bed as you're sinking into it. And slowly, it's like slower than a quicksand, like almost like a waterbed. <laughs> or like memory foam. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps on going. Right. What are you going to do? Um, start to panic and uh, flail around trying to roll out of this uh, sinking bed. As you begin to panic, your hand pushes through the bed like it's water. Um, I'm going to see if I can see through the, if there's a hole where my hand went or if I can see through it. At first, you can't, and then when you concentrate on it, you can see through it. Oh, and at, as you begin to see through the water, there is a spark under the water. I'm going to dive in. Okay. Do you take a breath before you dive in? Yes. Okay. You take a deep breath, and you turn around, and you push into the water as you begin to swim down towards the spark. As you are swimming closer to the spark, the spark begins to move away from you, but not fast enough that you can't catch it, but it is definitely retreating from you. I'm going to chase it. Um, as you're pushing farther and farther and closer and closer, it comes to you. Um, you're swimming at your fastest intensity and you could grasp it, but it would mean that you would stop swimming. Are you going to attempt to grasp it? No, I'm going to follow it. Okay. So as it begins to move through different types of kind of caverns, as you're now like in this undersea grotto, you come to this particular area where you see almost like there's like a school of fish, but there's a school of these sparks. Um, I want to get close and like, see if I can see any further details of these sparks. So as you come closer, um, they're always just a little out of sight unless you grab one. And in the way of dreams, I know this. <laughs> um, well, like, it's basically like you keep getting closer and it keeps moving that one distance away. And you're like, unless you intentionally pull it, it's going to be just a little out of grasp. Okay. I'm going to see if I can grab it. Okay. As you grab one, the rest scatter. And as you look at the one in your hand, it is a uh, glowing lightning beetle. Like the steeds that they, uh, those people ride? That you've heard about, yes. Mm -hmm. And on the 
the steed um, on on like the beetle itself, there is uh, the symbol of the raven that you saw um, with the odd fellows. Interesting. Okay. Um, now, do you let go it, or are you going to crush it, or are you going to? What are you going to do to the thing you're holding? Um, after, now that I've seen the details on it, I'm going to let it go. See um, what happens. As you let it go, um, gradually the other sparks return. I want to see if I can grab another one and see if it looks the same. Okay. Um, you grab another one, and it has a symbol of a blue star you've never seen before. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just, I'll keep doing this as long as I see something novel each time. Okay. Um, as you kind of get like through like the third or the fourth, you realize that the symbols are becoming vaguer and vaguer as you pick them up. So like okay. the first was a very strong prophecy. And the second is a milder prophecy, and then the third is even more mild. Okay. Um, whichever one I have in my hand now, I want to see if I can take it back with me, wherever okay. back is. Okay. So you begin to try to swim away with mm -hmm. it, and as you kind of leave the rest of them behind, you're seeing that your hand is becoming an insect-like mantle. I'm gonna let go of it. Um, it isn't in your hand anymore. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm going to swim to the surface as much as I can. So as you swim up to the surface and you're looking through the kind of like the surface of the water, you see a sky you have never seen before. What does it look and like? And it is inside of a building and there's like a nature of kind of, I actually have a picture of this. I just need to grab it. Um, and it's in one of these. Oh, there it is. I saw it and I moved away from that screen. Okay. And this is what you see through the surface of the water. And that's when you wake up and your lungs are filled with water when you wake up, even though you were not in water. Vomit some water. Um, As one on does. The side of the bed. As one does. And then they wake up in the morning and their lungs are filled with liquid. Um, and then uh, I want to see if I can jot down any of the symbols that I remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, do I have any idea what this what this means or what this could in indicate? Um, um, 
I'll let you roll a decipher, right? You have a decipher logic, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, where would that be? I don't know. I don't think you actually have it. It's, it's actually a cunning skill. It's a cunning skill. No, I don't have that. I so I'll let you roll the three dice. Do you have three dice in cunning? I'll let you roll that. Okay. So obviously the lightning bugs are a symbol for the Saffron Society being integrated everywhere. The idea of symbols on certain aspects of the Saffrons is that they are being supplied, supported, either intentionally or unintentionally by different powers amongst the kingdom. But you did not break a super number, which would have what, what it takes to understand the sky that is not yours with constellations that do not look like your own. Um, clearly, um, through this kind of sky portal thing that you saw. That is definitely a mystery that you cannot just instantly discern. Okay. Um, I will say that your newly kind of weakened eye is what you saw the portal kind of thing with more clearly. Everything was more vivid with the uh, the blinder eye. The portal more so. Like, everything was a little bit more clear with the blinder eye, but the portal was, like, almost in color, while the other eye was almost in black and white. Okay. Um... I'm alone when I wake up. There's no one else around me. No, a bunch of people because you still live in the uh, in the main area. So um, the only people who are not there are uh, uh, Casimir and uh, Laya. Everyone else still lives there. Okay. Um, uh, um, I'm going to start babbling <laughs> at everyone about this crazy dream. Um, and I fell through my bed, and it was water, and I chased the lightning bug and ended up being a raven. And the next one was, uh, and it was on a little uh, lightning beetle, and it was... Um, Question. W if I'm not in the main area, where would I be? Sorry, wait. Is it Caden that's not in the main area? Uh, Casimir is not in the main area. You're in the main yeah. area, right? Okay. Yeah, you're in the yeah. main area. But Casimir's not because he's with his wife. Yeah. Wake up. Understandably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, only Casmore and, Le and Leia don't still stay in Silverridge residences. So you are there. Is this one of your more interesting dreams, cousin, or is this just a regular old nightmare? Pretty sure one of those interesting dreams, because I woke up with my lungs full of water. Okay. So they you all have different your... symbols. Uh huh. Uh, uh, these lightning beetles, not not like regular like lightning bugs, but like those those like beads that are supposed to be ridden by those soldiers, and um, and each of them had a house sign on it, and then um, I tried to leave with one, and my hand turned into a bug hand, and um, then I came on this huge portal to a sky that wasn't ours with constellations I didn't recognize. 
recognizing I didn't have the dream, don't have all the details, and couldn't necessarily piece together things. Can I make a decipher roll on this? Yes, but it's obviously going to be harder than his. Yes. Okay. I did it on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Siobhan, you have any Temp Destiny left? I think I have like one. Temp Destiny, I'll give it to you because you're one point off. But Okay, I can do that. Okay. You remember when you were in the halls of the Tested that one of the carpets had the same architecture of the symbol he described of the building into the sky. Why don't I show my sketches? <laughs> Which are hopefully not um, waterlogged with comedy and, water. And when I was in the halls of the tested, there was a it was a, a floor that looked like that, right? Is what you're saying. Yeah, and you remember when you went there, every floor was a different type of magical mm -hmm. society. Like there was okay. the floor of the of the Fedor runes. There was the floor of the Estin ley lines. There was the there was one floor that was this symbol of a gateway into the stars. Um, I think that's a symbol of one of the um, tested like societies. We saw it when we were in the halls of the tested. Which one? I don't remember the name of it. Um, let me see. If, does my memory come up with anything, Mr. Thomas? Shall I roll it? Oh, no, I'll just tell you. It was when you were in the waiting room for Lucius. Oh, okay. Um, it was when we were waiting for the King of Bells, Andalusius. What form of magic does it represent? I don't know of what form of magic it represents, but whatever form of magic it represents, it's tied to Andalusius. Interesting. Magic. <laughs> it's the only kind of magic that exists. Salt art magic. Um, which... I don't know. I guess maybe this is a commentary in your dreams of something Andalusius is up to. Patrick, you said the the interpretation of the bugs part was um, that uh, uh, all of the disparate like legions or whatever are being funded by different organizations, whether the organizations know it or not. Um, yes, like houses or like the odd fellows, but definitely when you were leaving the whole scenario is where you saw that symbol of the tested magic. And it's important right. to note it was on the other side of the water. Right, like sort of where I came from, but obviously not where I came from. Right. Unless it is where I came from. Um. Secret dark past. It is something that you can also research since it is a very defined symbol of this particular roof ceiling. I would love to research it. Uh, where do I have the materials on hand to research it, or is that something we need to go somewhere for? You are just probably two two flights of stairs down to the libraries of Mistwick. To the libraries. 
Um, I will <laughs> let you uh, roll two research rolls because you are in a major library of the world. Cool. And roll again, see if you beat a 15. You got two exact 15s. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, but 15 is still a very solid roll. Um, so it is an old thing that the translation in modern parlance would be um, the valves to the sky. Valve, like almost like a, a car valve. Um, and it seems to be a connection between the heart of O and another organ of O. Interesting. Would you like me to decipher that if you... Yeah, please. Okay. Um, It's okay. I'll let you roll an education. It's a gateway to another planet. Wow. We have other planets? So that was the whole bit that you're living, your planet is the heart of the Devourer God. And obviously the other satellites are other parts of the Devourer God. (laughs) So that particular thing is a gateway if it's done right and created to enter another planet. We have interdimensional we have interspace travel? The fuck? Spell Jammer campaign. Woohoo! It's called, you know, if we really fuck up this planet, we do have another job. <laughs> But imagine the resources we could gather from such a place. Says the good imperialist boy. <laughs> um, how can this be applied? Here's a prophecy to our advantage. What do we know? I would say, I would say this: if you believe that it's true, it means that the tested are gaining knowledge and resources outside of the Hearthstone. Let's see. How have they not shared all this knowledge with us? Good question. Mm. Who would you like to ask about that? You want to go, hey, Andalusius, I know what you're doing. Um, which one, is, I know what which one is my my friend, the, the one that was telling me about prophecy stuff? Yeah, you got that guy. You want to go talk to him? I'll pull up the tested list. And he will... <laughs> yeah. So that is, I think... Uh, Jules Dupree, I believe. No. 
Um, if you have his picture, I'd recognize him. Yeah, I know his picture. Um, so he worked for um, House on Mern, so maybe he's in my House on Mern. Oh, is it the guy that we went and saw? Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy's name. Oh, right. Uh, um, he was a Middle Eastern guy. He was a salt blood. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I uh, I don't know why he's not in my salt blood list. Um, my tested list. I have Cezanne. Juan Diego. Juan yes. Diego. Let me pull it up. Yeah, Juan Diego. And then I will make sure that he gets added to the tested list. Okay. There you go. Juan Diego's oh, your guy. Note taking. <laughs> For the yes. win. Uh, if you take the notes, you get the win. That's what. That's gonna be my epic, uh, for for destiny. I'll be like, I took all the notes. I mean, it works for Joe Biden and his D and D campaign, so <laughs> it absolutely does. Okay, so yes, Juan Diego is your boy. Um, are you gonna try to uh, get a meeting with Juan Diego? Yes, I need a meeting with Juan Diego. You hear that Juan Diego is available um, uh, for dinner if you want to also bring other people along. Yes. There he is. I would love to bring uh, anyone who's willing to come. <laughs> what are you going to tell people? I mean, from our, our group. I know. What are you going to tell them? I want to. I'm going to tell them. I want to ask him um, about these uh, uh, researches, technologies, resources that are coming from other worlds. If that's if that's the case, why are they not more widespread? Um, Casimir would look horrified. Maya is not sure she believes there are other worlds. She's like, that's that was I appreciate it's a prophet prophetic dream, but prophecy is often interpretive. So maybe not run around sounding like a crazy person. Yeah, uh Siobhan is very skeptical. Um Griffin's uh Bell Ringer stuff. The 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 what are they called? The saffron society like magics. These we can all accept. The shadow magics. These are all yeah. Well, oh, look, there's shadow magic. Okay, that's a thing. But other worlds, that's crazy. That I mean, right? I'm glad we see eye to eye now. No, we. Not a dig in my that... eye. No, oh, God. We we know that the devourer. It's this is 
high heresy. <laughs> this makes the 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 question of the um of uh the palace's pale in comparison. So okay, let's also break down how's this heresy? Because like the bell ringer is a star. Right. So what's wrong with another planet under a star's light? Okay, I'm totally is, is, cool is with there being like... another planet. I just don't think we can go there. Yeah. The door with the carpet. To totally I, cool with I, that. I will, in Casimir's defense, I will argue that as I, Jen, who lives, eats, and breathes religious study shit, can see this isn't heretical. Casimir ain't that bright. Yeah. Well, Casimir, everything's dark magic. Everything's dark magic, no. and I'm a superstitious fuck. No, no. I so he believe. I thought that this would have fallen under the sort of um, aspects of pro worm god. Not necessarily. What if the the bell ringer's light could be on any planet? Okay, but. That is a very deep philosophical thought because most people don't think other planets have people. Right. Or exist. Well, we know they you see them well, in the star. We can see them in the star. Yeah. yeah I, I would argue a tested or a learned person would be able to know there is a planet. But Joe Schmo out in the fields probably ain't thinking that deep on it. Okay. So we can see that there's a moon. Okay. And we can see that, let's say, we might be able to see yes. Mercury occasionally with the naked eye. Yeah. So imagine that there is a presumption that there is. Because the star we, is, is believed to be the. Uh, was the head of O. So. Right. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we're now we're discussing philosophy out out of character as per our characters. I there's just there's one thing to say that the world is created out of the heart of O, and another thing to be like, no, for fucking real, it's a heart. And like when you go through the valve of that heart, that's another world. And now we're getting like that's yes, the literal interpretation. Religious yeah, Marcus. and like yeah. that's where Laya is. Like I I just concern okay. myself with this world. <laughs> I, I think I think especially like if we think about these classical societies, the Fedors believe they went through a valve to get here. Yeah, I mean that's true. The yeah. the Estin believe that the chewed up part of an old god rose from the ground and became who they are. Yeah, you got. In the ancient legend, there used to be one continent, and it was broken up by the heartbeat of this planet. You make There's a point. lot of strong aspects that, eh, okay. I would yeah. say it's it's way easier to digest than any piece of Pellis philosophy. Okay. In that case, <laughs> uh, I'm, I misunderstood. I, Kenny, misunderstood the 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 belief I, I would have thought that the idea of traveling to planets would have been, fallen under 
Probably just who knows who knows what the fuck, but those people might be completely fine in their own little sandbox. Right. right. Traveling, who knows what that who no one's ever heard of traveling. Right. right. Okay, so let's pretend that for once Casimir didn't declare it was heretical. (laughs) If if that's okay. That's it's you know maybe he can declare it heretical, but that's everything. So it's 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 a bad measure. No, okay. but like he's seen most of the things he declares are heretical are things that he's going her. Right. Like no one gave any guff when like Leon Blackwood's like, I'm gonna be the devourer of gods. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, you can we do didn't that. give guff because we didn't want to get beat up. That doesn't also, mean that there was some internal guff. Yeah. And Casimir wasn't here yet. So <laughs> And yeah, Caden definitely gave guff. Caden gave lots of guff. It was secret okay. guff though. So, how many of you are going to try to confront Juan Diego about this mystery of the universe? I'll go along, but um, only because I support and love my cousin, not because I necessarily think that this is a thing, but... I'm curious... Lila is curious as hell, so she'll go. I'll go because he's not married yet, which means me and... um... Siobhan have not handed over our duty of keeping him from putting his foot in his mouth everywhere he goes yet. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. It's, it's a key duty. It is key. Yes. Okay. So you guys are escorted into the halls of the tested and uh, Juan Diego um, says, it is a pleasure seeing all of you. Um, I, uh, it is a, it is a light meal as I am. No, have no great finances, but I'm pleased that you accepted the invitation. Um, and he makes a point to pull out the chairs for uh, Laya and Siobhan. Thank you very much, sir. Gentleman, one. Um, is there a particular aspect of research or information, Lord Silveridge, I can assist you with? Uh, yes, please. Um, so, truth be told, recall those uh, uh, visions that I would have on occasion? Oh, yes. The uh, the things that uh, you have from your Fedor heritage for being so close right. to the heart. Yes. So, um, I had one recently that clearly showed um, the valve leading from the heart that is our world uh, along with um, uh, the different houses being supported whether not like knowing or not knowing oh. <laughs> uh, huh? via various resources cough cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm curious about um, are we collecting resources or are the tested collecting resources from other worlds? Oh, look at these grapes. (laughs) Are these grapes native to this world or have they been brought here? (laughs) Now, just stops and stares at you like something you son of a bitch. I need a tinfoil hat. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Lord Silveridge, my hearing is not what it used to be. I will attempt to answer the question that I heard. 
Let us say I, that there are magics out there. Magics such as the travel across ley lines. The magic such as the transmogrification of people into other types of forms. All such magics take energy and price. Energy and price that would be extreme, equal to the power wielded. Some might consider every aspect of their future heritage to be a powerful price. Mm. Have a grape. <laughs> Eric eats a grape oh. tentatively. He's not going to say another word for the entire meal if you don't say something. Juan, I appreciate you. <laughs> um, Juan, what would if, the right question be? If you were to hold yourself to a certain moral code and I were to hold myself to a different... You would ask me to break my moral code for fellowship. Would you come with me to the gallows for fellowship? I might, but I won't ask of you other than what you are willing to give. Have a grape. <laughs> He's given a lot. Yes, these are truly delicious grapes that you've offered in high generosity and in friendship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was going to take a and grape we really, and eat really it. could not ask you for any more. <laughs> <laughs> One might say they're otherworldly. <laughs> One could say grapes like this could never be bred again. Juan, do you have advice for me? It seems that the nature of what is occurring to you is coming as a lightning bolt. While you may never have the opportunity in this life to truly experience every piece of what the tested have to offer, it seems that your powers of prophecy are allowing you the glimmer of the paradise of knowledge. Interesting. I think right now an aspect of your destiny is closing as you are preparing to marry the Sangrapati. And that part of who you could have been is showing every piece of itself to you. Not that you need to change that choice. 
but is important to see the different pathways we all live. Well, these grapes are delicious. Thank you. Anyone else want to say anything to Juan? Or everyone's like, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> some good like, grapes. Yeah. These are some good grapes. Um, oh, look at the cheese. Oh, it's a lovely cheese. Yeah. I'm already going to the gallery. I mean, because I don't need help more. Could I ro roll a decipher to hope to understand any of this? Sure. Yeah, it's pretty fucking clear. Okay, make it a little bit more clear for Jen. <laughs> the tested give up their aspect of ever having children as a magical okay. sacrifice to let them travel across dimensions. I suspected that, but I wanted confirmation that that is indeed the interpretation, and that that is what that is the nature of the fifth ring. That is the idea that mm -hmm. they have an ability to truly be immortal or be into some other place <laughs> or other dimension where they can learn and. What would be worth legacy? Mm -hmm. Give up the ability to have kids, go hang in a horizon realm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm awful rough gears. <laughs> I know. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it is the nature of what they're trying to kind of do. Um. Is it worth it? Is it? Is it kind of everything else is going to be great about it? Who knows? But it definitely is a a pathway or a connector of how they're doing all these things. Uh, he is there is going to be no more grapes <laughs> <laughs> they were good grapes and he is uh, going to playfully thank you all to leave yep well thank you cool. sir for such a lovely evening and should you ever need anything please don't hesitate to let me know I will do my utmost um. Yeah, you asked a direct question, and he's kind of as close to you as he's probably going to be with any non-tested. So he answered it in the only way he could with his oaths. <laughs> I think he did great. He did great. <laughs> that too. Oh, okay. Am I? Did I interpret? I mean, I don't know. Do you want me to roll a thing before I say a thing? Maybe I should do that. Um, I, I felt it was pretty clear that if you, if you felt he understood it, you don't need the decipher. Okay. That, yeah, that if, since he was saying it's showing you possibilities that like that could have, that Daniel could have been tested and would have made it and would have gone to, you know, outer space. Yep. He's a rock man. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now, Casimir can be like, okay, that now does sound like Now I know enough. It smelled like dark magics, but now I know. 
<laughs> it's kind of like gray magic. You know. <laughs> It's not really dark. It's sort of like, you know, a French gray color. I don't know. Maybe a bit charcoal-y. It's all... It's all the same. <laughs> there's bell ringer magic, and then there's dark magic. Dark magic. <laughs> oh, I love, I love it. <laughs> I genuinely do, because I feel like we take for granted the PC glow and you bring a very solid worldview that it's like, Oh, right. Like that's what we're facing every day. Mm-hmm. So it's genuinely appreciated. Even if we give you guff. Yes. No, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to find myself playing such a devout character. <laughs> uh, it's a fascinating like RP experience for me. There was one time I was playing Dragonlance. And uh, oh. a few people were here, but <laughs> the guy who played the the first cleric of the land, uh-huh. he's like, well, I'm going to play lawful good. And so we're like, okay. And he's like, you know, we need to kill all these other non-humans. Why? <laughs> well, because I'm lawful good. So he actually <laughs> was like, I'm playing lawful good like a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a... Like, nice guy was a super asshole in character because he was yeah. like, but they don't, they can't believe, like, they physically are incapable of receiving the God's grace. So we should just eliminate them because they're just right. Jesus. right. He did, he yeah. went from it's dark magics to let's burn them at the stake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, I've got he was a fascist the and then some, yeah. Like, I mean, um, but it was like lawful super evil, fun. not lawful good. No, because a... he was totally able to argue it. That he's like, uh-huh. no, here are the reasons. This is why. Here's m- the way that my faith is read. No, he totally had it like down. Mm-hmm. Huh. So th- there's a, a game world um, called War Machine where the fascists burn everyone alive. The in joke is. Um, Minoth is in joke is yeah we know your god's all cool and stuff and does miracles and help people but if you don't uh, follow us we're going to burn you alive okay I mean you know um, it's but it, it, the next thing about them is it only applies to humans because they're a human only <laughs> religion therefore like all the elves and goblins and stuff they can worship whoever they want <laughs> oh yeah no nick definitely took it to that next level of just like well ergo they almost he's died. evil this this race is is evil ergo they must die yeah okay. it was great no it was super great yeah in that what? nazi fascist kind of way but you know super yeah. great. <laughs> so you're all walking back from uh the quite quiet meal with Juan Diego where he only said four sentences. It was uh, a great meal. So and all of you are a little quiet of like other planets and dimensions. Aliens are real? <laughs> Remember Fedora's are aliens. <laughs> yeah they are. <laughs> now I've got a whole new perspective. Yeah they are. Mm-hmm. So Which- um, we're those... half an alien, which means dark <laughs> magics, motherfucker. So where are those other drawings you did? What? The other drawings. 
hotel, the houses. So I yeah. showed them which houses I could jot down their, their symbols. Yes. There was the raven, and then there was a blue star, and then it started getting I here. think we should um, give these to our good friend Sovereign and our nice uh, lady from... Um, From S, um, we should give it to our our two spy network people. Oh, <laughs> and some of your vision, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Mercy or Teresa Whitecliffe. Whitecliffe and the Sovereign. Do we want? Do we do we trust the Eston enough yet? Yeah, I just didn't. You said the Eston <laughs> one, and I was like, I don't know who that is. I was misspeaking. I, I trust okay. one Eston. I don't know all <laughs> the Eston people. Well, one of them is a griffin, which is the rivers. No. No? Yeah, we don't know them yet. We don't know how to get in contact with them anyway. One was a blue hawk. The other yeah. was a... Uh, was the sim He directly saw the symbol for the Oddfellows, which I just posted in the, in the chat. Okay. And the Oddfellows was a weird group that you guys could tell him about or not. Um, I don't know much about the Oddfellows. No, uh, it was only Carrick and Clemente went to the Oddfellows. Yeah. When they left... And Carrick. Yeah. Yeah, Carrick and Clemente. When they left, uh, yeah. you you guys told... They, they mentioned that that's where they got the book about Sir, Sir Ron's high mm -hmm. art being part of the Kanye. And that was a weird group that, like, said hey there are petitioners and there are members and there are masks and it also may, may remind you of the masks of last week uh. so Dan do you want to give him any information about the Oddfellows uh, yes although Daniel doesn't remember so well but Carrick I'm sure does okay so <laughs> <laughs> so Carrick we, we memory there you go. Because it's not like I spend hours of, of, of back writing <laughs> notes so you guys would be able to pull them up instead of having to remember. A, a nine, Caden, you remember that there were odd fellows and that there were masks. Um, but they were different masks than the other people because I specifically asked them. <laughs> Uh, they were different masks than other people, but still, was masks. Yeah. Um, and it is the first society you saw that had a crest that wasn't a house. Mm. And then they asked you to spend the night to see the ritual, and you guys hit the road. The sleeps were broken. We had to be in the next town. <laughs> now so it's important sad. to remember that the the town for that was Butter Hill, which Butter. was Butter Butter Hill, which uh, is going to be one of the two ways you guys can get to Orly. Oh, and I do need to speak to Uncle Orly. No, Orly is a city in Oh you know, Ori. Sorry. Ori. No worries, just want to make sure we're on the same page. Because Orly is this obviously where the troops are going to be marching to. Half are going to go to Dursley, half are going to go to Butterhill. 
Right. Maybe the prophecy is telling you you should go to Butterhill and see the old Oddfellows. You should do that. Well, we're part of a larger army. We can't just. We'll have to just. Uh, we'll have to discuss um, with Connor the planned um, troop movements. Um, speaking of which, I have been wanting mm -hmm. to speak with everyone about their role in this war. Once we return uh, to our quarters. Like us roles? Yes. Or yeah, other yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you... My boon companions. <laughs> family? Yes, family. <laughs> you can say it. family. Baby steps, baby, baby steps. I'm okay with boon companions right now as opposed to like <laughs> jaunty guys we go to the whorehouse with. <laughs> so still a step up. Somebody's talking somewhere and it just keeps beep beeping. I don't know where it's beep 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 beep. beep. I am, mm -hmm. I'm in too many Discord servers, is what I'm saying. It is the real life Oddfellow symbol. The eye. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. I don't. The all seeing eye that's so realistic freaks me out. <laughs> Kenny, one of the things that really freaks me out is amperphomorphic teeth that have a mouth on them at dentist office. <laughs> that's fair. Those, those, are, those are creepy. Those are real creepy. I'm like, do those teeth have mouths on them? <laughs> <laughs> and do they have mouths? Yeah, it's just it's just a never-ending teeth, teeth all the way down. <laughs> so, um, you're all back and you want to ask people about what they want to do in the war. Yes. Um, so, uh, as um, a do I know my exact is it captain? Is it like under general? Is there a particular uh title or you would probably be a marshal? Okay, marshal. Um, uh, as uh, a marshal, I think it's useful for all of us to you all have great talents and I want to make sure that they're put to the best. Um, uh, use possible. Um, Caden, uh, you are, are 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 a great warrior. Um, Laya, uh, you're a great archer. Um, I do you have thoughts as to how you may integrate yourself? Um, uh, in the coming <laughs> struggles. Well, I... the, oh, go ahead. If I remember correctly, the original tentative plan was for you to use your more experience leading large numbers of troops, which is why you're the marshal, um, that I was most likely going to be given the command of some cavalry unit, and we were collecting archers for Lila for a skimishing yeah. unit. 
We did yeah, but that's changed or a bit. Archer. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's yeah. our original plan. That that was our outline. That was our framework. Yeah, yeah. We because I horses. Um, even my ten men. Uh, none of I'm the only one of those ten who has a horse. <laughs> I also will undoubtedly be stationed. That's that's a good military sounding word. Um, with Sovereign, and Sovereign will be leading his own troops out of Coven Guard. Oh, so that, that is your plan? Um, I, the only reason I hypothetically could, a, a, as well as Penelope, could be fighting alongside the Duran troops with under uh, Sherman, but I have zero interest in doing so. Yeah, you um, are in a little more precarious situation because you were already appointed a marshal and then married into a border house or with a or a, not border house yeah. a, a, a banner house banner house. Thank you. I'm all wrong B word, but also I don't I don't think they have any troops. Yeah, they do. They have a archer. Uh, oh, okay. Of archers, uh, I spoke with uh, Connor about this, whether it'd be worth um, putting up a fight to get them under my command, and the uh, his opinion was that the Estin would be supplying archers that would be able to support our troops. Yeah. yeah. And so out of character. Everyone who wants to play their character in this fight can play their character. Everyone who doesn't can play one of the NPCs. It's, it's probably going to be at least three or four games of, of this kind of progressive war with interludes in between. Right. You know, we, um... and, yeah, which, uh... you know what Lila and Penelope could do is that we can use them, give them a group of archers and act as team communication between you and Sovereign? Yeah, it, it, it was more of a presumption and not a intention, I guess, is the best way to put that. Yeah. So the my only issue... So there are three forks in the army. Among... Three main uh, uh, armies. Sovereign and I will be commanding Sub forces within two separate armies. I cannot imagine that we will be closely um, deployed together, uh, unless there's it's the need for communication. I, I mean, like miles uh, apart. Yeah, that could potentially not be a problem depending on how i mean communication will still need to be ma be made even if it comes at days later but uh yeah the horses yeah horses well i mean messengers have horses that they ride to i show. have a horse yeah that's i <laughs> i had a horse i think i still have uh, a horse I, I worry about appointing a noble a as a messenger or a noble man, a noble person, mm -hmm. uh, 
as they're often um, targets uh, of enemies. Um, we can put a pin on this. Uh, Lady yeah. Siobhan, do you have thoughts as to uh, your um, place and Carrick? My place is far away from any battles. Well, that was simple. Um, <laughs> like, done. Awesome. Carrick, it might be inspirational for the troops to see you appear and then leave. Appear and then leave? Why? I do not think you are equipped to actually. How many men have you killed? None. I've yes. killed like three people. I've killed three people? Yeah, yeah well, they're all bandits, though. Oh, yeah, yeah they were all bandits. Wait, yeah, you killed at least three people. Killed, or did I get he did, I, like, he did not kill. And up oh, he did not? Okay. Them, and he I was swung. Like, Sanab yeah. killed almost everybody. Okay. And then everyone Sanag didn't kill, you killed. Okay. Even Laya, she pinned people down with arrows, but never killed one. Yeah. I mean, I have sense, but that's different. <laughs> the, the, the reason why I say it would be useful for you to appear and then because it would be disastrous for the morale if you were to fight and shit yourself, much less die. And have me shitting myself. Um, fair enough. So, well, you where could else tell would him, he yeah. learn? Yeah, you could tell him, fuck you. you yeah, are... yeah you, you don't need You're to. You're the heir to the house. Have, you can say, I'm yeah, you a gigantic can... douchebag. Yeah, you I'm can tell him to where else the fuck off. I think your advice is sagely. Um, giving a talk to the troops would be inspirational. Um, I think it would probably be more inspirational or additionally inspirational were I to um, join them in the charge. Maybe not so and much with the light brigade, but like maybe the second wave. <laughs> I think you have a skill set that could serve you well by... Connor's side as his heir to show that you are while young and inexperienced are there to support, support not only your father and your troops that you're willing to fight at their side if need be but if not you have a mind that you can bend towards the tactical aspects of what's going on I hear what you're saying but I am not I think, unskilled in weaponry. No, you're not. And I think it is important that you are there seen among your men and your troops, the people that you're going to lead one day. Because if you're off hiding behind uh, the skirts of your cousin, me, then how are they ever going to respect you as their future duke? Well, Siobhan said it much 
more eloquently than I was going to say it, but I concur 100% that where else are you going to have an opportunity to prove yourself to people whom you're going to be asking to please protect you with their own lives, but you aren't willing to at least endanger yours a little bit? I mean, I in fairness, your your own father at one point was nothing more than a schoolboy in Icehaven who had not bloodied his own sword. And uh, he has tales, many tales to tell of his own adventures. I think for the first battle, it would be best if you were the part, if you, the, the charge in the, against the defeated broken troops, you could slay whatever fleeing men. Can no. you slay the fleeing men? Thing observed. Brother? The first the first round. No offense to you, Casimir, for I know you've spent many years fighting in wars. But this isn't just simply about going out there on a field of battle and killing men. This is a, there's a political element to this as well. And I frankly believe that it's up to uh Carrick, how involved he's going to be, and at which point he's going to involve himself. Ah, that's why Connor appointed him marshal as well. I think Connor expects his son to be there in battle and prove himself. After all, didn't we just travel the length and breadth of uh, Silver Ridge to do that very thing? And as I recall my Uncle Henge saying, he wants to see you prove yourself, Carrick. And this is the chance for you to prove yourself. I'm not joining the first battle. No, you should. You've convinced me. Um, but I am serious that we have limited cavalry. Cavalry will be used to as a mopping up the defeated forces. Okay. I had a character question. I thought we had one of the larger cavalry forces in the war. Because of specifically because of hinge. <laughs> you have cavalry. You don't have one of the larger cavalry. Montemir oh, is entirely <laughs> cavalry. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, I we're gotta, a little gotta. Bit so we, more we just have the best, best. We have the best cavalry. Gotcha. <laughs> They're yeah. not the best. The knights are the best. Montemir has the best. Cavalry. We're we're a bit well, more mixed. Well, mixed well, okay, in our so military. So, so so female is famous for having the best horses on the whole continent, I believe. Yes, that's why I said that. Yes. And and they gave and they gave it away to Lewis Covingard. Not Lewis Covingard. Uh, um, the Leon Blackwood. Leon Blackwood. Yeah. Blackwood. Yeah. 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 Just well, the one. Their one best the horse. Not all the horses. The rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the crimson goat instead. <laughs> but we we do have the combination of the cavalry, the thirsts with their um with their dogs. 
and uh, our own troops, but it, sadly, our strongest point, which is we have a fleet, is not very useful here. Ironically, though, it, I mean, it could be, because, I mean, we are the bridge between the Saffron Isles and the larger continent. If they at any point tried to flee or call for reinforcements in any way, by are not going to get that from the Saffron Isle. Remember, the Saffron Isle saved them as much as we do. Okay. <laughs> yes and no. The majority, that doesn't mean that there aren't still holdouts over there. I don't, that's like, I don't know if that means all of them are over here. I'm just saying, though, that, like, it isn't completely to be ruled out if they were to take, because we're the barrier between White Star and Saffron Isle is us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the our naval fleet, though, is going to do us no good, you know, at Butterhill. <laughs> we cannot sail yeah. the river. But not out of character, a Carrick can always, um, I don't know how much unspent XP that you have, Daniel, but you could always spend it on stuff to help you out in the fight if you're intending to go in on the front lines. You also right. basically have magical armor. You do. So it really just helps prevent you from drowning. I mean, um, true, but look, in your own blood, it's all good. <laughs> sneak up from under the river. You see, you also have Clemente. Clemente, you, you, like Clemente, your job is to make sure the air doesn't die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, very well. Uh, I, I hope, brother, that there's no. Ill feelings. I was these sorts of things are dealt with with little formality from what I'm used to. Do they not have regiments and order in the Crusades? Oh, of course they do. And okay. when the marshal says, this is what you, you'll be in charge of killing the people who are running away, that's what you do. No debate. Just do. Yes. Well, potential debate, but I haven't mentioned anything yet. <laughs> uh, my, my point is, is mm -hmm. that it's, uh, I'm not... Quick question. When you say that, do you, do you mean people actually trying to flee the battle or when you hit their lines after you've broken them, they're disoriented? I don't see the difference. A... I have fought forces that appear to be fleeing the battle, drawn men out to chase them, reformed, and killed those men. They are still combatants until they're, they have uh, 
tossed aside their weapons and been captured or are dead. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was my point. Like, you know, the those who surrendered versus those who are just, you know, simply running around as organized. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not suggesting carrot slit prisoners' throats. Okay. <laughs> Today. But if they do those, more of those dark magics, definitely. <laughs> oh, you don't take wizards prisoner. That's why, uh, why, why, why not? Uh, How else would they, you learn the tactics of the enemy if you've just slaughtered them? Trixie, uh, I, I've learned them by the fact that they've put a curse on me, and I prevent more curses from being put on me by killing them as fast as possible. There's a curse on you? Casimir looks uncomfortable and says, waves his hand is like neither here nor there. No, um, a lot of right here, right now. I'm pretty sure it's here. <laughs> Casimir sort of sighs and sort of looks and pauses. And look, um, I mean, you brought it up. I bring up magics often, and you rarely seem to listen to my warnings. Because they rarely concern you directly. They're just some vague threats of darkness over here somewhere. If you have something that ails you, one, you should tell us so that we can help you. Because two, we may be know of a way to alleviate it. The In one of the later uh, sieges a Mikado wizard put a curse on me and when I withdrew our forces and ensured that there were no uh, that none of the prisoners would rejoin the incoming forces I don't. I guess I don't understand. So they just made you bad at your job. I don't know. Like, oh, no, what is? I, 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 no. And I mean, it's... I don't mean that disrespectfully. I, I truly did not understand. So I'm sorry. No, uh, do not apologize. Um, bad luck occasionally strikes in the worst time. Uh, if I'm surprised that I escaped with my life in the duel, things like that, where mm -hmm. it seems on the edge of a knife, rarely go. And you know this for a fact to be a curse and not just an unfortunate coincidence. This is not the time to hide behind superstition. This is the time to talk about facts. The wizard... I've seen them cast their magics. 
and he cast his magic upon me before I killed him. Whether Usually the spell of a dying magic caster is their most potent. Uh, they. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I, I I imagine so. Um, there were many curses against me that day, that, but I feel like this was the only one that was magical and um, had its impact, whether intended to or not. Okay. Um, it's... I can't pretend that I understand it entirely. Um, I just know that it's there and it shapes and it haunts me. It's not that I would have needed a magical curse to remember today. He sort of <laughs> says quietly. Again, um, these, are, these are good things to know, though. I know that you have an aversion to all ma magics that are outside of the bell ringers, but even the bell ringers can perform miracles uh, on demand on occasion. Well, yeah. at the time, I was a captain of the crusade and reckoned not to be... If they had such magics, they were unable... I was reckoned not to be important enough to uh, use it. Well, and um, now you're Lord Durand, Marshal of an army. Yes. Banner, is, banner to the Emperor. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I am the uh, brother-in-law of the uh, mother of the heirs. Wait, no. Not brother-in-law. Brother, cousin, cousin, uh, too confused. Too second confused. cousin. Yeah, you're the cousin. It's cousin once you're... removed or second cousin. I'm yeah. married to the cousin of the the mother to the heir. Third roommate. <laughs> make us. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh. No, no, it's actually second cousin or cousin once removed, which however you want to um, phrase it. Okay. okay. Bye bye, Daniel. Oh, bye, Daniel. Bye, bye Daniel. Daniel. So, um, it's uh, we are 10 minutes out. If anyone doesn't have anything yeah. particular, I'm, I'm fine for it. Yeah, <laughs> um, most mostly, uh, I just wanted to feel out what people thought they might I suspected that for, for clarity's sake I suspected that Laya would be in a small archery group doing pinpoint yeah. assassinations and not necessarily large scale attacks because gotcha. I will be potentially working with Sovereign's Shadow Guard so gotcha. if everyone else wants to go check out something um, I'm actually going to activate a thing called Battlefield 1 Ooh. 
if you guys want to kind of see this is like my demo where i'm starting to kind of like work Field on one. the distances and the concepts so i actually doubled the size of the entire map when i saw how incredibly far archery can just like dominate the battlefield <laughs> so um for example like we see in that little corner there's a chasm oh my god oh, oh wow oh wow yeah okay that's a now, very tiny cosmer so i i don't know if you guys can see the ruler coming off of me yes, yes. that's yes. 200 feet that's 200 feet that's archery range Gotcha. Wow. So you can see that's still a quarter of the map is already just the archer units. Yep. And like if you're on the hill, you automatically get a bonus. But if I half the map, they're shooting everyone. Oh yeah, work. no, at that point, why would you not just stand on a hill and just pluck away? Pew, pew, pew. Right. Pew, and so pew, pew. this is probably the size ratio we're looking at. With um, basically Other enormous trees, well, they're just redwood sized. <laughs> it, it's the trees of White Star, uh, they're famous for a reason. Uh, so I'm probably gonna do maybe three or four battle maps, and then you guys are gonna have your little units, um, yep. and then this is a crazy mechanic, but this is what the book says. Only the unit closest to possibly see a hidden unit gets to roll an awareness to have a chance to see that unit. If not, that unit can hit before they're seen. Oh, wow. Like attack of opportunity for the unobservable. Yeah. But the worst part is it's only the closest. Let's say I'm incredibly keen on the hill behind him. It doesn't help. Nope. Um, then... So, like, also to do a little bit more distance things. So, they are considered close range at 40. So, like, this is basically about, like, horse charge range or, like, uh, people who can, like, throw spears or the like. Right. Okay. And then I'd say 20 and 10 feet is you're actually in the full-on melee. Okay. Wow. Would my cadre? I need, I need to look at their movement speed. Would they be able to make the forty? Okay, so everyone, um, like the distance. If they're not fighting, if they're not attacking, they get. Um, okay, there's a sprint, and that there is a move. Okay, a move puts them at. Where is um oh yeah every 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 non-mounted unit um basically moves forty yards and less told. Okay. If they're a bulky unit, every bulky takes ten yards from that movement. So if you're wearing heavy armor, you begin to lose. So basically, leather armor lets you move the forty. Every bulky above will take okay. ten feet, ten yards off. Okay. Then, Dang, that makes my fast even because so I have fast and it says your starting move is five yards when running your move is five times your movement. Yes. Jesus. Blam. The issue is 
your unit can't move that quick. So you'd have to no, choose. I to, can, but right. Yeah, but what can. you could do is you could break off of a unit with your fast run into and connect to another one of your positive units and not have a time where you're alone in the battlefield where you can get pinned. Right. Yeah. Because every single time you can theoretically just hop between units as you're joining that unit. Now, units that have PCs in them automatically are easier to control and have better morale. Yeah. Because basically, you're like, we're fighting with the, the, the important person. Um, so that's one piece. The horses, um, I think double all movement. Okay. So cavalry is super strong as even, and the horse doesn't take the, uh, the bulkiness of the armor. So however armored you are on the horse, I think you're not going to have a penalty, but man, 200 yards. If you're if you're pinpointing a unit, you may get them three times before they get to that that um, archery group. I lost core. Ah, crazy yeah. too. too. Um, all archery units though have a penalty on melee. Ah. yeah. Um, so it's a massive penalty. Basically, they're down one entire uh, die of damage. Um. And their armor reduction sucks compared to a lot of other things. Um, but when you... The first fight, obviously, is very much going to be you guys getting the feel of how your units work and how things kind of progress. The second fight is going to be kind of the progressively harder we see in the plot if you guys kind of succeed. And then the third fight is going to definitely be the let's have the turning tide of the war if Aha. you guys win or if you guys kind of get get rebu rebuked right right rebuke. whatever we're gonna be we're gonna be awesome no rebuke yep no rebukes i'm sure casimir sure can, can live up to the amount that he's talked himself up to <laughs> It is an impressive amount. <laughs> it is impressive. <laughs> okay, so if there's nothing else, I think I'm gonna happy be happily let everyone go. Awesome. I, I, I don't. I mean, it's not imperative, but like, did you want to talk about the miniature thing, or was that just, or was that like, I, don't oh, know. So I got excited. That's what I did all like the game. I found okay. two that I think might work. So I got a new. I've already had a few 3D printers, but the new one I got is like crazy, crazy impressive. And I was it's actually going to make uh, miniatures for all the party. Oh. And like, we're going to have like, I'll make like uh, a group of miniatures for like the war dogs and all the different people like that people have their units for. And I was going to do that just for kind of like the aspect of, oh, I'll put them on like some backgrounds and like show you things that are happening. And Laura and I got a little invested today in looking for miniatures. So if uh, people want to find a 3D printed file for their character and want to email it to me, I'd be happy to uh, print it and put it into the list. Um, Does Hereforge? Yeah, Hereforge lets you well, hand make exactly what you want. But you also can just look online under like Mini Factory or like if uh, you look under... Like Night Crusader, you might find some much higher quality stuff, but the magic of, yeah, of Hero Forge is it lets you get exactly I want him to look like that. 
Right, right. Go on, Laura. Yeah. I I yeah, sorry. I'm I put it in the thing. That's where I found my person. Hero Forge, yeah, you can have it to like rotate your arm right, rotate your arm left kind of things. Like that level of detail. But they're very roundy and look a little cartoony. This yes. place that Patrick showed me is oh, wow. freaking amazing. Really and is. if you just look hard enough, you can probably find something close. I will say yeah. this to, to Jen. It's very difficult to find not boobtastic ladies, but I, I found two that aren't boobtastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like they were modeled by women because they're a lot more realistic. But yes, yeah. the, the, the fantasy element is strong, shall we say. But yeah. Guys, it, if women's was, boobs were that big, they would just walk around with perpetual hunch shoulders all the time. <laughs> fall so over. Like, we did find some nobles, but I, we felt they looked a little too old for Jen's character. Yeah. Like, what was some of the... Like, like this is one... Um, yes. Like these, and these are the two that I, I'm kind of debating between, so hold on. Put that. that was one of the yeah yeah, yeah a that's a little too old. It's a little too old. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. I like that one. The first one. Yeah, the first one is really good. The second one looks a little more otherworldly because she is an actual elf, and like I just would shave the ear down a little bit, but I. Just like that. Uh, yeah. I like her boots, first of all. Yeah, yeah. that one in yeah, the back. Like both of them. That was one of the other ones we saw for Jen in the back. Oh, let me see. On the back right. Oh, yeah. I can get it to open up and open a browser so I can like get in closer. Oh, that would be a nice one. And then there were um, all these uh, women for a masquerade ball, which were kind of done well. I still, I love them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lady holding the mask away from her face is still my favorite. I like you the know what it reminds me arms, of? Her hands on their hips is like, oh, I'm yeah. not having any of this mask nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> they remind me of those uh, that one unit of sisters that have the big frilly dresses and the bows in their hairs. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At any rate, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was really cool and I know Patrick's kind of itching to have an actual project to use his printer for. That I mean, not that he won't be printing his Warhammer guys with it, but I just feel like mm -hmm. it was kind of win-win. And like, if anyone was having problem covering the cost or like you didn't think you could get it shipped to you or something like that from Patrick's like I was more than willing to coordinate um on all fronts with that because I think that's really fun. You this is actually a great uh a Timothy cat. White star. Look at this little cat. You can have hmm. one of these for your Oh my goodness, that's so cute. I oh, love I like that it. one. It's under Vampire oh, Hunter. Wow. He, he's quite the uh that's a very mustachioed man. I love it. Okay. I, I should probably try and fall asleep. <laughs> after 1 a.m. Bye-bye. Yeah. I, I, oh, I have a 
I have a paper I need to finish tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, good luck on it then. I As always, it's a, it's a delight and pleasure. Yes, same with you all. I had a lot of uh, uh, playing Casimir again. Yes, yes. And, uh, t- trying to be polite and then being a giant dick to his new brother. Of course. Well, you know, that's what siblings Well, do. you are his brother. I was going to say. That's, <laughs> that's, true. Uh, I love, that's true. I love you, guy. Check it out. You suck. Don't shit your so pants. What are they doing out there? Uh, what's your paper on, Kenny? Oh, um, so it's a uh, it's on veterinary science in socialist Mongolia. Um, okay. How they introduced uh, sort of a melding of uh, traditional practices with new scientific, scientific, quote unquote, uh, international scientific uh, uh, practices in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And it's for a uh, prize money funded Woo! by the, UN, by the uh, Mongolian government where you can win up to $2,500 if you get the best prize, best well, paper. You know so I'm like, Take it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'll, uh, let's see who thinks they're better than me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> As Mongolian scholars are like... <laughs> That is the absolute best way to approach that situation. Yes. <laughs> Love it. It's like, I know the three other people who will be submitting. Let's let's go, friends. Oh, <laughs> man. Losers <laughs> have to buy beer for everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the, the second place gets 1,500 and the third place gets 1,000. So That's they, not bad. They can still be happy. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine winning prize money for any paper I ever write. Me <laughs> neither. I'm shocked. I don't know. I don't know where the Mongolian government, who convinced the Mongolian government to cough this up, but I'm uh, happy. They just sold a few goats. <laughs> yes, exactly. They sold a few goats. They sold some yurts. They they they, they just sold a uh, land rights to a Chinese mining company. It's fine. Probably. Yeah, probably. Just placed a couple hundred herders. That's all. That's probably what happened. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Well, I, I'm gonna follow Kenny because it's midnight here, and I have to go all into right. Golden Valley tomorrow. So okay, okay. have a good time. Bye. Right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.